welcome to Mental Health Film Comment. This is Brian here with you. The 2019 film Motherless Brooklyn features Ed Norton playing a private investigator in the 1940s. Uh, throwback to movies like Chinatown. Uh, this is not a film podcast per se, so a lot of the story behind the movie you, you can find elsewhere. Uh, it is directed by and starring Ed Norton. Uh, now, I want to welcome our guest today, Dan Zirin. Dan Zirin, co-creator of the award-winning show, My Voices Have Tourette's at mvhtshow.com. Also co-owner of The Secret Cellar, which I understand is one of the, probably one of the only comedy clubs open right now. Is that, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So, um, hold that. Hold that thought. We'll we'll get to that in j just a moment. I I did want to mention as a reminder that this show can you you can listen to this show as a commentary track. If you would like to listen to this show as a commentary track, which is is entirely up to you if you choose to or not, I will be on the other side of the pause button. Now, uh, if you are listening to this as a podcast, as a uh, commentary track, as a podcast, you should be seeing the Warner Brothers logo right about now, indicating you're in the right place, that the movie is starting. Now, as far as why this is in a commentary track format, the reason is very simple. You are not alone. I don't know if anyone has told you that today or if, if, if anyone is at all has told you that today, but you are not alone, to which many people listening to the podcast would say, what do you mean I'm not alone? Of course I'm alone. I have no one here with me. When you have someone to go to the movies with, when you have someone to watch a movie with, movie watching is a social activity. When you do not have someone to go to the movies with, when you do not have someone to watch a movie with, then the movie watching becomes a solitary, a, um, so, a solo activity. And so I'm here with you, uh, Dan is here with you, we'll be watching this movie with you. It might not be the whole length of the movie, it might be a portion of the movie for this movie in particular. It, uh, I can assure you, it probably won't be the full length of the movie because it's, <laughs> now this opening scene, just to set up this, if you are watching the commentary track, well, we'll this scene introduces the events that will unfold as far as the, and now one of the obvious questions that uh, I would like to ask you right now is what, 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 is, what is Tourette's? How, how would you describe Tourette's? So Tourette's is, Tourette's is a neurological disorder that involves um, uncontrollable uh, uh, things called tics. So it can be uh, movements. It can be, uh, uh, well, like me sounding like I'm still going through puberty. Uh, it can be uh, things like uh, sometimes I get like a hiccuping type sound. Uh, I get, get like a, a movement in my head and my neck. Uh, and these are all uncontrollable things. Okay, now I, I did want to want to get the definition out there up front. Uh, one thing I did want to ask you: there there was something in the world of music 
that transpired in between the time I reached out to you in regards to this podcast. Now, this this podcast is not a music podcast. Um, it is a you know mental health oriented podcast. Nonetheless, I did want to ask you, S- Sigur Ross. Yeah, there was a solo Jonesy, I believe. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that new track? There's uh, Liz Fraser from the Cocteau Twins. I believe she is on a new track with Jonesy. Uh, you know, you know. To be honest, I I have not. I've well, I've only heard a few songs, but I'm I'm well. I mean, when you live live in Iceland uh, for even a day, you definitely know who Sigaros is. Okay, okay. So that's about as far as okay. it goes. <laughs> the reason I mentioned that is I am a huge Cocteau Twins fan, and okay, dating back to the '80s. And one of the things that obviously pre-internet was urban myth as far as Cocteau Twins was there would be record store clerks who would tell me, oh, Cocteau Twins, they're singing in Icelandic. Uh-huh. So all, all growing up, I, I, would, I, would, I would always believe that the Cocteau Twins were singing in Icelandic, which I don't <laughs> believe that's correct necessarily. It, it, parts of it might be. Apparently it might have been glossolia or something of, of that sort, not Icelandic. So, so when I saw this, track and just so people know what i'm referring to there was an 80s band cocteau twins there who are no longer um recording um liz fraser is doing solo work sigur ross is still recording they're still um currently active so that's what i'm referring to i didn't want to throw the listeners or or you for a loop right off the bat but i i I did want to just mention that up 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 front (laughs) no worries (laughs) um so, so that said, um, I did want to, the um, Motherless Brooklyn, as I had mentioned at the top, is, as I understand that the book was written, the, the film is based on a book, and the mm-hmm. book, as I understand it, was, was set in present day. The movie is set in the 40s, which right. I alluded to earlier, gives the movie a serious Chinatown vibe. You can get mm-hmm. a lot of Chinatown vibe out of this movie. Uh, also, L.A. Confidential, that would be probably a more recent um, uh, probably a more recent point of comparison. One thing I did want to ask you, and, uh, and the, the film is rated R, so just as a content warning, trigger warning to anyone so you are aware of it. Um, and on that point, before I forget, I did want to mention the two um, trigger lines, trigger, not trigger lines, crisis text <laughs> lines that would be available if you do need them. Um, in the US, there is the crisis text line uh, you can text home H O M E to seven four one seven four one. In the UK, you can text shout S H O U T to eight five two five eight. Are there any others? Any text lines that? Uh, well, and, good resources. Uh, well, I, I I just know in Iceland there's Seitan uh, Seitan, which is seventeen seventeen. Seventeen seventeen. Yeah. Okay. Good uh, that's the one in Iceland. Good deal. So um, I mentioned the rating, the, the and it's rated R in, in the U.S. for, for, for language. Um, one thing I did want to ask you is one of the stereotypes or, and I guess I, I should ask if it is a stereotype or, uh, because obviously this is a film that takes it, I don't want to say it takes advantage of, but utilizes the R rating. Uh, to its benefit, so to speak. And what I mean by that is there is often a stereotype of the ticks 
being f-bombs and and the like is that uh, where does that stand insofar as accurate versus stereotype where where does that stand well well i mean it, it is a so that's a tick called coprolalia what which uh does involve shouting out swear words or uh, it can be just offensive things uh it can be you know certain uh yeah it's it's typically uh swear words or uh offensive uh uh, expressions or things like that it's not a it's it's a very small percentage of people with Tourette's syndrome that have copro but uh but it is, it is one that happens um that was actually to be honest that was the only part of this movie that i was actually kind of like oh here we go again <laughs> uh with because of the fact that everything is actually quite accurate in that movie um the, uh, so there's actually a lot of ticks that he has throughout that movie um, and many of which I actually have myself. And uh, so it was actually kind of cool to see that on, on screen. But yeah, that one is, it's, uh, it's just the, the it's kind of that one where people hear that and then they go, well, I mean, if you don't swear, do you really have Tourette syndrome? And the answer is yes, you can still have Tourette syndrome, but that's just a small percentage. Okay, so that would be in the category then of something that the, the movie embellished or exaggerated? I wouldn't say they exaggerated. It's just, it's just a, it's just the the tick that everyone has heard of, and the okay. other. I feel like it kind of takes away from the other ones just for this representation. Okay. Now the other thing I wanted to ask you, and I, I can't recall if I had asked you before I had recorded and we started recording, or if I had mentioned it <laughs> earlier. Um, is there a relation between Tourette's and stuttering? Is there so any there's... relation? There are some similarities um, in, in the sense that uh, actually some fascinating similarities. Like uh, a very good friend of mine actually has a stutter and we both have noticed that, that when we sing or well, when we do impressions of people, uh, our, uh, his stutter and my, my tics tend to stop. Um, and I'm not really sure as to why that is other than I, I imagine it's a distraction from the brain. Uh, but... but uh, other th other than that, and uh, well, he has a couple things that he does. Like uh, he kind of like uh, lightly hits himself, uh, like in the chest, uh, when he is trying to get a word out, uh, which could be, I guess, in a way similar to uh, a tick from Tourette's. But those would be the only similarities that I could think of off the top of my head. All right, one of the things that for for those who are watching the the movie as a, and listening as a uh, commentary track one of the things in motherless brooklyn that is established fairly early and the getaway scene where he's acting as a lookout or, or something of that sort is it plays up the rain man uh vibe uh big time um, yeah. which i would ask is where does where does that stand as far as how much was embellished and how much would be uh, accurate to, to, to your experience as far as uh, memory and and, and, and and the like? Well, in terms of that, uh, I mean, I have a terrible memory. Okay. Um, well, I That is actually not related to Tourette's syndrome. That would be, so, uh, I thought, I think that's just, he has a good memory. Um, uh, this that, yeah, I mean, in Edward Norton has uh, cited that movie as an inspiration for this character. Um, but that would be, yeah, memory is not really a relatable thing to Tourette's syndrome. 
Okay, so that would be specific to this movie only and, and, and or yeah. screenplay and, and depiction. All right. the, it's a cool um, superpower. I wish I had that. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, I have a tough time remembering what I did yeah. yesterday. I mean... <laughs> One thing I, I wanted to ask you about also, and I don't, if this, if this commentary track were going for the whole movie, which I don't know if it would be because there's, um, <laughs> but, but later on in the, in the film, for those who are watching this for the um, commentary track reasons, the, the, he has a, not quite a romantic interest and she comes in the film, I wouldn't maybe not quite at the hour mark. And the way it's depicted in Motherless Brooklyn is the Tourette's and the Ticks almost come across as an endearing quality. In other words, yeah. that it's, do you know what I mean by that? It's like, it's, it's like a personality quirk and he doesn't really, with, with, with his, with his, uh, his fellow detective in this opening scene, I think that's Ethan Embry, I believe. Uh, is that Ethan Embry? Ethan, uh, Ethan Suplee. Yeah, I'm thinking of the guy from uh, that thing you do. But Ethan Suplee. <laughs> yeah. That's right. yeah. First name correct, and, and I should have taken better notes for this. So <laughs> but, <laughs> that happens. Um, but because one of the, the the as far as the the personalities as portrayed in the film, there's less of explaining with his somewhat romantic uh, interest who, who we'll see later in the film mm -hmm. then because throughout the film he will and, and the the main if if the ed norton character if he's the pro if the if he's the protagonist of the film using the traditional textbook definitions the antagonist of the film is a county commissioner character played by Alec Baldwin and he mm -hmm. comes in the film a little earlier than the potential romantic interest the potential romantic interest though the the Tourette's is uh, my impression of the film watching it was that it, it was presented not quite as an endearing and, and you know a quirkiness but did you did you see it that way as it was portrayed in that in that context for that for the for the um, well i mean it, it kind of i kind of saw a bunch of angles from, from it uh, like i yeah the endearing thing it, it is something that i've i've noticed uh like i mean in the, in the real world with me uh for for example like i mean my my girlfriend has uh I'm, I'm not the first person with Tourette syndrome that she's dated. So, I mean, clearly there's something about it that she likes. Uh, but, but, but the thing is, it's, it's uh, some people, uh, it, it takes by surprise and they get kind of turned off by it just automatically, even if they don't intend to. Um, other people, it just simply doesn't bother them. Uh, like my girlfriend has never minded it. My parents have never minded it. Um, my girlfriend, yeah, she like, I mean, my girlfriend and my parents have said it's kind of cute sometimes, um, which we do here. Uh, but yeah, it just like, uh, I will say though, with, uh, everyone, uh, referring to him as freak show, that is, that is, uh, I mean, to go a little more serious, that is a, a side of it that a lot of people with Tourette syndrome do feel. I actually felt for a long time, like a freak before I knew that I even had Tourette syndrome, uh, until I was diagnosed uh, with it, uh, that's kind of how I actually referred to myself. 
and uh, it's it doesn't do very well for the mental health. Oh, a- a- absolutely. Do you think with the way, by setting it up in the 1940s, this was the 1940s, it looks like, 1940s, 50s timeframe that they mm-hmm. set it up. Do you think that by doing that, the male, and I, I specify male characters because I believe that's where that, 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 that term is predominantly used by the male characters. Do you think that by having it be in the 1940s that there was the whole John Wayne thing and just the super cynical, jaded, masculine type persona where that came out of? Do you you think it's, do you think that was where some of that comes from in this movie, the way that it's, that it's written? Or do you think it comes from, from, from another place just out of sheer ignorance without, you know, um, anything tying that ignorance to something else? Um, sorry, can you, what are you, what are you referring to? Yeah. Like, like the, the, the when you, you said about the, the freak show comment. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That, that I mean, that I, I think that that uh, well, like idea of using nicknames. Uh, the, I mean, that is something that is typically used in film noir and uh, and detective stuff. Um, and I think, yeah, that like that specific wording probably does. Uh, ac- that's an accurate portrayal of it. I think. Um, well, I don't think it would be so much freak show anymore because uh, that. Uh, because the you know the side shows and freak shows all that stuff but it's not really as popular today yeah, so i don't think that wording is typically more more used true now one of the things that is hinted at i believe at the beginning of the movie and then throughout the movie when he re- when the ed norton character refers to the bruce willis character is his upbringing in a catholic orphanage mm-hmm. and this was obviously set at a time where there was less education and awareness about Tourette's. Right. Um, do you, have you encountered anyone from your experience who would have treated Tourette's as, you know, um, as an affliction from the divine, for lack of a better word, as opposed to uh, as opposed to a medical condition no i don't i i think the only re- reactions to it other than uh from, from the uh mental or medical uh point of view is just uh i mean there's a lot of people that just simply think we're faking it uh for attention but but uh no i i have not encountered anyone thinking other than those okay so so any of that reference that he may have been referring to in the movie that sounds like it was left in the past then and and yeah. hopefully left in the past because yeah i don't recall you know i, I hope there's not anybody who would <laughs> think that it's something that you know is some divine aff- affliction i would imagine during you know during the renaissance and early periods of, of history you would you would have that but well there there were i mean i mean back in the day well like i mean decades and decades and decades ago there were people that uh i, I wouldn't say thought that it was like divine but they did think that people with Tourette syndrome were possessed and so, so there were a lot of uh, people with Tourette syndrome that had exorcisms performed on them uh women with Tourette syndrome were actually burned at the stake uh because they thought they were witches um back in the medieval days 
And uh, it wasn't until, you know, later on with uh, more research and, and, and all of that stuff that they actually realized that, well, we're just people with a, you know, neurological disorder. And uh, so, so there is that. I do think it's kind of funny because sometimes I do feel like I'm possessed because my arm just does things. And I'm like, oh, all right, we're doing that now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, um, one thing I did want to ask about, and I mentioned at, at the top of the show, the, um, the, the secret seller and the yeah. comedy and the artistic uh, route. Um, where, do, where would... Because that's essentially art therapy in a way, you know, more or less. Oh yeah, that's that's what what it is for that kind of word. Um, where, where, how how has that been beneficial to you? How how has that been? You know, as opposed to other avenues of. Oh, it's it's been amazing. Um, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been it's been amazing. It's uh, I mean, I didn't, I never really was open about Tourette's syndrome until I real uh started doing stand up comedy. And uh, after after a couple of years of doing stand up comedy, I started a show with uh, the show. My voices have Tourette's with uh, a couple of my friends. Uh, two of us have Tourette's syndrome. The other has schizophrenia. And we're all comedians. And uh, we we kind of wanted to do this as a way of just raising awareness, but uh, in a fun way, but also kind of getting ourselves to just talk about it more and be open about it. Yeah, and in doing so, I mean, I, I tend to view my. I mean, at this point, if I get a tick that, I, that I've never had before, uh, where like 10 years ago, I would be miserable and I would be embarrassed about it. Now I'm just like, okay, that's more material for, for my set. All right, that's great. What are we doing here? All right, so it's a bit of a hiccup. All right, well, I, I can use this. I can work with this. Now I get a bit more excited and I get, uh, when people ask me questions about it, 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 you know, it's something that I enjoy talking to them about because I like... Uh, getting, uh, you know, explaining them to things that maybe they didn't know. I mean, I, I cannot tell you how many people go, have come to me and like how many comedians have come to me and like, hey, so you have Tourette's. I, I just wrote a, a joke about Tourette's. Can I tell it to you and get your blessing? And I'm like, let me guess, it involves swearing. And they're like, yeah, how'd you know? And I'm like, you can do better, man. <laughs> And they're like, I didn't even tell you the joke. I'm like, you didn't have to. I just know what yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a yeah, stand-up, I mean, comedy. And it, it just, the whole thing has just made me feel so much better about myself that I just want to share that with everyone. Awesome, awesome. Well, well, I, I can vouch for the show. I, I, I really enjoyed what I what I heard of the show. I did want to ask you on that point. There was some comment about butter. Was that is that a coll colloquial phrase locally? There was some phrase about, and, and not only that, but the, the, there was um, a guest talking about a film, um, which obviously piques my interest this podcast being what it is about something yeah. about fish on, on Mars or, and, 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 yeah. she had, and your guest had mentioned that that also is a local colloquial phrase. So yeah. it's I think has the weirdest, <laughs> like the weirdest, but yeah, all from a smoothie. That's uh that's on with the butter. It's, it's just like, uh, and actually I had a, one of the uh, comedian friends of mine, uh, he used to do that with his stand-up show or with the open mics is after a comedian would be on, he'd be like, all right, so on with the butter, as we say in Icelandic for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, and, yeah, so anybody listening who wonders what the hell we're just talking about, you go and listen <laughs> to that website so you can get in on it. Um, yeah, it's 
there's so there's so so many good ones. I can't think of them off the top no. of my head. My my favorite thing though, and it's so hard to explain in English. And even even me learning Icelandic, I I can't even explain it really, other than than the typical. But it's there's this thing, uh, uh, which is uh, like when you just simply can't be bothered to do something, but that's not even really the right way of saying it. <laughs> it's just, it, and I, I've, I've had so much, like every time I explain it to someone, they're like, oh yeah, that's, well, no, that's not exactly it. Uh, so even though those ones, they're, they're just so weird, but they work. Yeah. yeah. And, and it speaks to just the universal nature of all of you know just working through all this and i know many you know I, I, i'm not sure how true it is um where, where you are but in, in my neck of the world in the, in the u.s there's a great deal of feeling discouraged feeling um let down by limited resources and mm -hmm. and, and for those who might feel like they're alone for those who who might feel like there's limited i mean there's a lot of resources out there there yeah there, there there really are so for anybody listening who feels let down by you know the way things are you know take whatever you know however you, you take that phrase to, to to mean i would just invite those of you who who, who uh, feel that way to just take a step back and see if there's other avenues where you, you where you can look because there's there's a lot of resources out there yeah there, oh yeah there there there, there, there really are um one of the things that i i really liked about motherless brooklyn um and this was maybe two scenes back the leslie mann character and she is playing yeah. bruce willis's uh, widow um she is not portrayed as the 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 textbook grieving widow she is right. kind of oh he's he's dead okay let's let's move on now basically <laughs> i mean that kind of not quite blasé but but sort of in yeah. a way and i think that's her only scene i think she's she's later in the film i think one or two scenes later um late much later in the film past the two hour mark but that was one thing that that i found uh honestly a little refreshing because the whole grieving widow thing if 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 you if you come across like a hallmark movie you've seen it before whereas thought... in in this it was just so you know you haven't seen that before well <laughs> i thought i i thought she just she really fit his character i mean she yeah. she she fit Bruce Willis's character of like he was kind of like the tough guy who had like that attitude of just ah whatever happens happens you know I'll do what I do you know we'll take care yeah, of it you know yeah. I don't know I don't know what accent that that was like a New York Boston like I some some for he didn't even have that accent I don't yeah. know but he uh, he, he was kind of that that hard ass type guy and she had that that kind of side of her as well so I think that's why it mixed so so well with that uh, I thought it was a good combination. Oh, definitely. And it, it would have seemed out of place if her characterization would have been more in line with another movie. You know what yeah. I mean? It, it would have um, been out of Almost place. would have been like, why were they together in the first place? Yeah. And, and honestly, one thing, did you ever think about, um, and, and this, uh, yeah, here she is. And this is like, I think one of her only remaining scenes, but the, the Alec Baldwin character, um, how different do you think the movie would have been if he would have been 
the one with Tourette's if he would have been the one that, because you know what I mean and, and just for those watching in the um, you know watching listening as a commentary track and those who, who might not be what I'm referring to is the Alec Baldwin character as he portrays him um, and, and tell me if this is if what I'm describing if you think it's correct he is portrayed as someone who's very impatient uh, belligerent um, mm -hmm. in your face you know get out of my way you know would that be correct as far as my yeah. characterization? So, so that said, I, I, as I was watching the movie, part of me wonders how this movie would have been different if the Alec Baldwin character had been the one with the ticks. Well, uh, for, for lack of, uh, uh, I mean, a more happy reason, uh, I don't, um, but, uh, maybe it's just my, my, from my personal experience, but I don't think that at that time, uh, someone in power like that would actually uh, have Tourette syndrome. I don't think they would have someone with Tourette syndrome. Uh, and I mean, specifically having coprolalia and echolalia, uh, which is the tick that causes him to repeat things that people say. I don't think that that, that he would be there because uh, I think uh, uh, people would be turned off by that and wouldn't, you know, vote for him for something like that or wouldn't hire him for something like that. And it is actually a fear that a lot of us, us have is that fear of, of can we be hired for something like this? And I thought, I think had the movie been set in present day and, and his character had Tourette syndrome, uh, and uh, actually if it wasn't based on Robert Moses, which is a real person, was a real person, but uh if that someone in power had Tourette syndrome, I would find that highly inspiring. Even if the character was evil, I, I'd still be like, well, Hey, we can do it. That's cool. We can, we can be in power. We can be yeah. the tough guy that no one likes, but at yeah. least we have the power. <laughs> yeah. Because that's one of the things that I, I have a problem just openly admitting my bias up front, just so you know, that's mm -hmm. one of the things that I have a problem with particularly like, why couldn't rain man, have been an absolute sob or a jerk you know be, and, and i don't say that to be mean or insensitive but kind of just the opposite because mm -hmm. when 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 there's someone who is and not just for for tourette's but for any um any any situation that they're dealing with when the only depictions are always sympathetic characters characters who are always super likable and you want to root for them what that does in a way is it almost promulgates a notion that you know feeding into the stereotype in a way yeah i mean i think that i i, I mean yeah yeah i to be fair it's it's, it's about representation it's about ah, how we're portrayed and yeah i mean if if people with Tourette syndrome were always playing uh you know evil characters then uh, you know eventually people would be like oh well then people with Tourette syndrome are just awful people but if, uh, if i think the main thing is just because uh it's still so un unknown you know oh, i mean it's not really no one really knows much about Tourette's neurologists don't even know much about Tourette syndrome I, I i have things that i've heard said from neurologists that would astound uh neurologists uh <laughs> um but i th i think that right now the main thing is it's good to see characters like this that are the protagonists that are the ones that yeah maybe there's some empathy or some sympathy but we're getting to see them the way that that they are more more realistic than just the copro or just you know mm -hmm. the things that people have have you know seen in 
previous Hollywood stuff. Yeah, and and the the Ed Norton character, the the again the textbook protagonist, he's a good sympathetic character. I yeah. mean, there was a movie. You, this is someone who you can really root for. Um, yeah. I mean, he he really is. Um, the um, now you, you had a um, there was something that just slipped my mind. Um, <laughs> was uh, the uh, so I, I should I should know that by now. Um, the um, I was going to say, yeah, you you had made a, a comment a moment ago about oh oh I know what it was. Um, throughout the movie, and this is something that's fairly consistent in the movie. I wanted to ask you about is he had throughout the movie he touches people, and when I say touching, yeah. I mean, and just to, to clarify what I mean for those who aren't watching the movie as you're listening, what I mean by touching is literally the the the, the tips of his fingers. So that mm-hmm. level of touching, just to clarify what I mean by that. Um, where does, what is, as far as that goes, what, as far as that, is, is that accurate or is that yeah. something that is? I, so I actually, what, so what's funny about that is uh, I, I've often joked about the fact that uh, Tourette's syndrome isn't, I mean, it's not contagious, but it feels like it is well, when you have Tourette's syndrome. Because I have, I mean, I've developed tics just by watching people do things, by hearing them say things. Uh, but when I was watching this movie, I found myself uh, doing the same thing to my girlfriend. Uh, and uh, the thing about that is it's a sensory thing, at least for me. It's the, the, the feeling of the pressure on the fingertips, even if it's just light. It's that feeling that you constantly, uh, like, ah, my friend Elva, who I do the uh, uh, the stand-up show with, and uh, we're, we're, uh, is one of my best friends, uh, she also has Tourette syndrome, and we've described Tourette syndrome as being like OCD in a way, as like kind of uh, more of like an extreme version of it. And uh, so that sensory thing, it's about constantly getting that sense, that feeling of doing that, but over and over again, and you can't stop doing it. So is that always at the tips of the finger at the, the fingertips no it can, be, it can be other things i've uh, i had uh about a week ago i was pressing my nose against my girlfriend's shoulder and uh, i i just found myself looking at her going i have no idea why i'm doing this but it feels nice uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it yeah it can be a whole number of things sometimes people will uh will you know hold someone's hand or uh briefly uh i found myself like i'll I'll hold someone's hand and then i'll i'll have to move my fingers uh because i don't like the way it feels or i just also sometimes just my fingers move um it's it's a whole number of reasons okay one thing i did want to ask you and you had made mention of this just a few minutes ago as far as the 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 job interview and whatnot mm-hmm. have you encountered anything of the sort be at a job interview or any other circumstances where where, where you encountered something where, where the ticks came out and it was embarrassing or or, or or whatnot i think for me it was always typically just it was more uh my own thoughts about it it was more uh like internal uh not actually stuff that that they probably noticed um uh, i think I, I did have a couple interviews uh, about 10 years ago where, where I felt like uh, because of my Tourette's, I didn't get a job. Um, now I think that's just ridiculous. But uh, it, 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 the thing with Tourette's syndrome is a lot of it can be mental. And uh, 
when we when we go for job interviews and we don't get an interview uh, or we don't get a job from an interview, we we oftentimes feel like, oh, well, this has to be because of Tourette syndrome. Has to be because I weirded them out. Um, so I definitely have had that feeling uh, in in interviews, but I, I I don't think it really affected it. I don't think it was really something they even paid any attention to. Do you, My, do you I mean, think- I mean the, the jobs I have, I've had in Iceland, no one, no one cared. They, they knew I, they know I have it. And they, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm one of the owners of a comedy club. I think it's safe to say we can work. <laughs> <laughs> not all of us, not all of us. Actually, I should stress that not all of us. Uh, for some people, Tourette's is uh, so extreme that it becomes a disability and they do have tough, uh, a tough time getting work because of it. But for those of us that, you know, have it, you know, maybe as, milder such a way to say it as as i do uh i can get work um one thing i want to test you and as far as the the comedy i know that not this season of america's got talent or or fill in the blanks got talent wherever you may be listening in the world someone's um, got talent <laughs> yeah i have seen stand-up comics with tourettes i i can say that for a fact because i have i, I like i said i i doubt it would have been this season i doubt it would have been uh last Samuel Comro, yeah yeah but i have seen it on america's got talent and um do do you work with touring artists or is it mostly locals uh, right. Well, so right now we've, uh, we, uh, we actually started the podcast because, uh, we're not able to perform our, our standup show right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, well, when we were doing it, we typically just stuck to either people in Iceland or, uh, uh sometimes comedians would travel to Iceland mm-hmm. and they, uh, and if they, you know, were doing comedy about, uh, disorders or syndromes, you know, maybe that they have, uh, that that would fit for the show, so we would invite them to do a set. Uh, we have had some touring comedians, but uh, whoa, we haven't really. We've performed in three countries: uh, Iceland, Sweden, and Finland. But typically, it's just our comedians for now. Okay, okay. Because I look at that, I, I I can definitely recall seeing um, Ax on America's Got Talent with with Tourette. Like I said, I don't know for certain if it would have been recently. But I, I do watch ADT almost religiously, yeah. so that's what um, <laughs> the fact that I, you called it ADT. I, I, I or AGT. I think I think that's the that says that you watch it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're just about going to wind down now. Was there anything that that I did not ask you that that I, I should have asked, or, or that that um, anything that, that I might have overlooked? Well, I mean, I could t- I could talk about this stuff for days. So, <laughs> okay. it, thinking of one specific thing, and I, and I have ADD, my brain just goes blah, 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 so I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I I've been much of the same way because I've been rambling often, and when I start to ramble, that's my cue to sort of wrap up the, <laughs> the podcast. Um, I did want to mention for everyone, like I said, there are, there are a lot of very good resources out there. I know just in the last week alone, I came across there's um anchor.fm a, a mindset mm-hmm. conquest there's a uh on spreaker.com show stories of hope with jake uh there's just a lot and, and as i mentioned earlier my mvht show 
There's also Mental Health America, mhanational.org. There's also National Alliance on Mental Illness, nami.org. Are there any that, that, that I should, should mention also as far as resources? Yeah, I mean, I would, uh, well, in terms of podcasts, I would, well, I would recommend checking out the Tourette podcast. Uh, it is sponsored by the uh, Tourette Organization of America. And uh, that is, that's a wonderful one. Um, I actually typically go to uh, 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 YouTube. I would highly recommend uh, Ticking Out Loud. Uh, Christine Ticking Out Loud uh, is a YouTube channel. She is phenomenal. She is uh, has so much to share with the world. It's, it's, uh, I highly recommend that one. Also, uh, Romy from uh, uh, Tickers Unite, that's a very, very good channel as well. Uh, th those would be the best ones. Also, John, just to get it out there, there's some great, really great Facebook pages uh, like uh, Autistic Kitty and the uh, Neurodiverse Woman. Uh, those two, I've, I've been uh, loving everything that they post for getting great information out there. So, uh, and if anyone's listening out uh, who has Tourette syndrome, there are some really great Tourette syndrome support groups on Facebook as well uh, for people to get more, uh, more of the support side of things. Good deal. Good deal. Well, th um, thank you very much for, for speaking with me today. Absolutely. And um, like I said, like, like I told you at the onset, there, there may be some episodes where we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll be able to watch the whole movie with you. And then some, some episodes where it'll be a partial commentary track, either because the movie's so long. And, and, and Mother's <laughs> Booking is a long movie. I'm not going to lie. It is, uh, it's not quite three hours long. It's, what is it, two and a half, I want to say? Just, yeah, it's roughly just under that. two and a half. And, um, but like I said, we're not, not a, a, a movie exclusive podcast. So a lot of the story associated with Muzzle's Book, <laughs> you, you, can, you can find elsewhere. Um, so I do thank you for um, listening to um, Mental Health Podcast. Um, I do thank you, Dan, for um, speaking with me. Yeah, thank um, you. Stay, stay safe, everyone. And um, talk to you soon. Bye.